Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. Been a busy week, uh, Derek. It has been a super duper busy week for me. Uh, yeah, work has been just astronomical. And uh, well, you got to spend your weekend with your sweetie and I some did. friends downtown Toronto. That was awesome. That was really good. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. It was. Uh, we went to see Come From Away. I I like stage productions and stuff like that. They're always it's I'm always more of a Shakespeare guy myself. <laughs> It's a stage production. Yeah. In the old times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was uh, this was the story of nine uh, eleven from from the perspective of Gander Newfoundland when they had like a uh, whole bunch. I don't know how oh, many all planes, those planes landed. But there yeah. was like uh, seventy six or seventy seven hundred people landed in Gander Newfoundland, and the population there is just under seven thousand. Mm-hmm. So they doubled the capacity of the city. It was, it, and the, the the show was really good. We rented a condo and stayed downtown, and we stayed with a bunch of other friends. It was a really good weekend. Really you did awesome. the Airbnb thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's because, well, I guess it's not becoming popular. It already is popular. It is popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know yeah. my friends, uh, or my son and that, their friend, him and his friends, they'll do that. Yeah. If they're going somewhere, they'll, yeah. they'll do, especially downtown. Yeah. If there's like 20 of them going to a concert or something. Yeah. You know, a bunch of them will get together and they'll... Do one of the Airbnbs. That way, they're not having to worry about uh, getting home at four o'clock in the morning, yeah. or they can just stumble to wherever they're going. It, the is, unit that we stayed in, it was it, the guy doesn't live there. It's it's one hundred. It's like the guy's running a hotel, right? It's, yeah. It's it's only it's it's got the it's furnished like a hotel, right? There's no extra superfluous stuff. It's got some artwork and stuff. It's it was nice, but you could was tell a, it was run like a hotel. Was there a Bible in the uh, bookshelf? No, they missed that. <laughs> <laughs> then it's not a real hotel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like you guys had a good time down yeah, there. Yeah, it was really good. I, on the other hand... Yes, I should know, have gone every, where you went, but everybody, I'm glad I did what I did. Nobody was able to make it, apparently. So I figured, well, up the old hoopy with the rest of yous. <laughs> I'm just going to go myself. And I did the five-plus our drive down to Lansing, Michigan to the Quiet Water Symposium and back. Is it uh, five and a half hours back too? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It might have been a bit faster. No, actually it was a lot slower because yeah. I stopped on the way back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 23rd annual Quiet Water Symposium in Lansing, Michigan. 23? Yeah. They've been I didn't it. realize yeah. it's been around that long. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and uh, it's a bit different than the Toronto outdoor show. There's just a couple of the same sort of things going on, but um, total different feel to it. A lot more down to earth, local kind of. I mean, there's there is more international people stuff yeah, there, there's, but, but there's not all the trip destination stuff, and there's some bike stuff there. Even there's more livestock, isn't there? Well, there's rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that. <laughs> Um, I, I got, yeah, I, I decided I was going to try to be there for, for 9.30 when it, uh, you know, get there for 9.30 and, um, I missed a turn somewhere along the way in town and (laughs) ended up getting there closer to 10 to 10, but not a biggie. That works. Well, I turned my phone off, right? Yeah. So roaming, roaming charges charges and and all that. So I turned it off once I hit the border and just sort of wing it. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm heading that way. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, I I got in there, no problems, and uh, right off the bat saw Kevin Callen. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's doing the the well, he's got his new new camp winter camping book for sale. Yeah. He's doing a couple uh, um presentations on winter camping and stuff like that, like why you should get out there and. He's got a new sort book out. Sixty top places to visit in Ontario or. Oh yeah, it's uh, the so latest the, the update. Yeah, uh, so it was that? 50 best yeah. places, now it's 60 best yeah. places. So. Yeah. yeah, they've added some yeah. to it. Uh, and then right off the bat, he introduced me to Jerry Vandiver. <laughs> awesome. Now, if you've been listening to the show since the beginning, Jerry Vandiver um, reached out to me via social media, like right off the bat and said, hey, you know, I, I write paddling songs and if you want to, chat and if you want to play some of my songs on your show feel free and whatnot so I, you didn't i thought you found him he found you no he found me because oh, that's uh, cool yeah and uh so i said okay so we played every so often we'll throw one of his on and you know i the second time we we're gonna do it I said you know i want to use this song he says any of my songs that you want to play on the show go ahead and uh, you don't even need, need to ask just 
play him on the show. That's awesome. So we've been doing that, and I guess a couple months back, um, I guess somebody tagged him and said, hey, these guys are playing your songs. To which he replied, I didn't realize they were still playing them, <laughs> which is cool, right? Yeah. So Jerry and I have talked over the last couple of years all over social media. We, he's never been close enough, and I've never been down. Yeah. Because he's in um, uh, Nashville. Yes. Right? And uh, so, so yeah, that was one of the reasons I wanted to make sure I went to the Quiet Water Symposium because he was going to be there. So, yeah, finally got to meet Jerry Vandiver, who, by the way, is just out with his brand new CD, Paddle On. And there's some there's some pretty good songs on there. Uh, Ten different songs. We're going to play a couple of them on today's show, too. Yay! So you listen to these songs and everybody goes out on iTunes and buys his CDs. <laughs> or you can go right to uh, his his Facebook page and his uh, website and buy them directly from there. So you bought them directly from him. I bought them. And then you know what? And it's funny because none of them are signed. None of them are signed. Um, <laughs> they're sitting there and they're signing them all, all right? So Amberly Rosen is there. She plays fiddle. And, and Jerry's there. So some people are, you know, they're buying his albums and the two of them are signing them. Yeah. Well, I, I bought all four of his because I'm tired of downloading one song yeah. at a time off of iTunes. And this way we have so a higher quality I've, Yeah, I've got a better, you know, they're, they're right in my hot little hands. And uh, so we get to talking and I never did get them to sign my any of them. <laughs> so it just means I got to go see them again. Yeah. Right? Ship Great them, people. Ship them off to them. Yeah, I'll them. ship them back and yeah, yeah. self-addressed stamped and... envelope. Yeah. Sign these. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it, it just totally, totally forgot. Just whatever. But really nice. The two of them, really nice. Uh, they played. Uh, they had one of the rooms there to play their show, and they played some of their songs, some of their older stuff, some of their new stuff. Yeah. And it was really good. Cliff Jacobson. I have always missed him. Either he's supposed to go and he's not there, or he's given a presentation and he zigs, I zag. Yeah. Uh, but I've never actually met him. The only time I've ever seen him is on YouTube videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen his YouTube. He's got, like, what, a gazillion books yeah. out about canoeing yep. and that. Yep, And uh, so, yeah. So, uh, and all these guys, like, Kevin Callan was, like, um, well, the MacGuffins, uh, Joni and Gary MacGuffin. Yeah. Were, like, the first table. Kevin was beside them. Two down from Kevin was Jerry. Behind Kevin was Cliff. Wow. Like they were One all. One stop shopping. Yeah. It was like, I could have gone in, walked 20 feet and be done for the day. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> me. Uh, but yeah, met Cliff Jacobson there. A uh, lot of knowledge in that guy. Um, the amount of books he's got and stuff like that. Like you just keep on going and reading and reading and reading. John Van Berger, the outdoor kind. I met him. Uh, Camper Christina, uh, hooked us up and he talks safety first and, and first responders and okay. stuff, funding first responders, that sort of stuff. He's actually, Oh, April 7th is Saturday. 8th is Sunday. 9th, April 9th. So whatever week that Thursday is nine, yeah. 10, 11, the 12th of April. Mm-hmm. So our 12th of April show, we're going to have, um, John, from the outdoor kind on yes. our show to yep. talk about like first response uh, responders, safety, um, your, as he calls it, the oh shit kit, <laughs> you know, yep, that stuff perfect. you should have in your, in your, yep. your, your boat, your ditch kit. Um, I, I wanted to talk to Joni and Gary McGuffin. Joni, uh, zipped off somewhere. She was off on a, uh, coffee run or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so I had an awesome conversation with Gary about the Lake Superior water trail along the north side yep. and how they're trying to get the the, the, the U.S. side all together. Um, and their group of seven heritage landscapes project they've going on. Okay. You know, finding all the, the spots where they've, they've painted and stuff like that along the um, Lake Superior. Like, there's so much, so much information. We talked for probably a good half hour. Um, about what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they had a they had a, a massive display, and they're talking about you know making it the tour destinations for all the native villages and stuff like that, and little oh, yeah, towns yeah, 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 and everything yeah, yeah. right along yep. the North the North Superior Shore, and uh, big canoes to get out with you know like groups of canoeing and stuff like that. Now we and met 
we met, we met them, them last, last year. year yeah. At the yeah. Whitewater Symposium. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked to Joni last year. We didn't talk to Gary yeah, last year. Yeah, and this year you talked to Gary. And now it was the other way around. So I've talked to him, and they are definitely big on getting onto our show. Perfect. So I've told them we're going to check out our schedules. We're going to give them a shout and hook up with them. And uh, maybe if it means we have to go up to Sault Ste. Marie and do do a day, uh, day trip. Day trip uh, uh, maybe a not day a day trip. Sault <laughs> Ste. <laughs> Marie. It'll be a weekend. We'll do the two-day trip for that one, okay? Because it's 10 hours. So Yeah, I know. You know. Um, well, that leaves us four hours in the day. We could 10 fly hours up. there, 10 hours back. Does WestJet fly there? Nah, I'm driving. <laughs> you don't fly. Flies for wussies. It would be, uh, be cheaper than driving. Not as fun, though. <laughs> There's places to see on the way. You can take okay. our canoes with us. Um, Winona Canoes. I saw that, and I posted on our face on Facebook, uh, our Facebook's page there. Yeah. Uh, it's like this racing style. There's no outer gunnels on it. Like the gunnels, mm-hmm. the outer part isn't there. Yes. It looks yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Absolutely weird. It looks without... like it's missing its gunnels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, and the the lightweight aluminum tubing structure they put their seats on. Yeah. So their rear seat is even sliding. Huh. You can slide really? their, their rear seat forward and backwards. It helps with trim and stuff, wow. right? Same with the front one. And it was only like 42 pounds. Because you're thinking, man, that's going to be like 60, 70, 80 pounds. What, what's no. the length? I wanted to say it was 16 feet. Hmm. It was, it, yeah, really nice looking boat too. But uh, I'm, I didn't even want to look at the price tags on it. Uh, North Star Canoes were there. They have a couple of really nice ones. They had one there, and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but it... I would put it equivalent to the Swift Osprey that I have. Okay. Right? But the gray color. It was nice, was it? Oh, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful looking. Rabbits. The Michigan (laughs) State Rabbit Breeders Association Show. (laughs) Apparently they line up every year. They're they're huge. Yeah, I even posted a picture of that. There's like thousands of these things. Well, you commented on... Quiet Water Symposium and the rabbits and the people who run the Quiet Water Symposium oh, yeah. comment back. Yeah, they say the rabbits are a bonus. The rabbits are like just a bonus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just a bonus every year. Uh, but yeah, that's that was pretty cool. I I did my quick little run around through there just to yeah. check out if there's anything. And you know, I, if I saw one of those ones as big as a golden lab, I wonder if I could pawn one of those across the border somehow. <laughs> no, it's a dog, really. Yeah, it's my dog. He's just you know weird. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with him. I yeah. don't know. I got him from the breeder. He said he was, yeah, he hops instead of runs. And was, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so I did that through there. So I spent my whole day there seeing stuff and checking out and talk talk to so many people. Um, I, I expected that at the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show. Yep. That many people. Yeah. But not down there. Like mm. I was talking to people like nonstop. Yeah. Um, and I had I had people coming up and just all of a sudden like calling my name out. Like at the Quiet Water Sports. At the Quiet Water, yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. And they say, hey, we listen to your show. And I'm just like, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, so yeah, apparently I, I've got stalkers all around the world. Yes. It's um, the beard. It's, it's the your beard. That's the only reason people know me, man. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to go incognito, <laughs> I'm just shaving it off. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, it was good. Met a lot of people, talked to a lot of people, saw some really cool stuff. Um, I don't know if it was just me or, or not, but it seems that they had things organized a bit different. They had like the canoeing stuff in one area and then they had the bikes over down like another lane yeah. and cause you remember last year that it was all intermixed. It was intermixed and it was, it was a little chaotic. Yeah. So they've sorted it out. Did it, they? Se- it seems this year that's what they did. Because it, uh, I, I, find, I, I guess you. If you want to sell floor space, you kind of open it up. There's probably only so much paddling floor space yeah. you can sell or rent. So I always, I found it was unusual last year, but it, I, I think it's just the eclectic mix that you get with yeah. with a big outdoor show like that, right? Yeah, but I like the fact that it's, you know, all the bikes were over there. And, yeah. And they had sort of the info stuff in one area, you know, like the okay, books so and the, the speakers things, yeah. and that. And then they had, you know, uh, the kayaking stuff and the yeah. paddle boards and... Uh, they had the um, 
conservation area stuff and and uh, paddling trails and oh, okay, all that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. stuff yeah. over you know that sort of thing so it made it a bit easier to to navigate as well yeah so uh, but yeah so I did that so I drove was five just over five hours to get down there spent all day there like from the minute they opened till the minute they closed and um, hopped in my truck now about 40 minutes out of Lansing is Durand, Michigan. Okay. And Alan Drummond from um, uh, Kingdom Outdoor Products. Yeah. Uh, he said, if you're going that way, you got to stop. It's only like 10 minutes off the highway. Yeah. At the uh, Union Station Smokehouse, if you're into barbecue. So, okay, whatever, it's dinner time. So I swung on down there. And they have uh, this this... I can't remember what they what they called it. Um, meat? Meat, yeah. <laughs> they had meat with a side order of meat, and then there was the extra side order of meat. <laughs> and they covered it all in meat. Because <laughs> I'm a meatitarian. Um, yeah, no, there was the Switchmans, the Brakemans. Oh, I can't remember now. I should know this. Anyway, it's this. They, they give you this metal tray, and they've got brisket, pulled pork, ribs, and two sides, which was uh, macaroni, like craft yeah. dinner sort of, uh, and baked beans. And Alan had said they, the baked beans were good, and they really were. But, oh, and then uh, the Founders Brewery. Um, I had their Dirty Bastard beer. Man, that was good. And then at the top of it, have you ever heard of Texas Sheet Cake? Uh, no. Neither had I. Neither has anybody I've asked that question. <laughs> has anybody heard it? So I, what is it? It's a dessert, right? Yeah. So it's a thin cake with frosting on it. So I said, so like a squished birthday cake? And she goes, yeah, why not? <laughs> so, uh, Wow. Give me a piece of that. Why waste your time with what? air bubbles? <laughs> Compress it down. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's it's cake with spices in it. And you know what? It was really good. And oh, and vanilla bean ice cream. Yep. It was really good. It sounds yummy. Oh, man. I tell you, I got it and I was full. But, <laughs> but I had to bring some home too, right? Yeah. You know, I had to bring some home for the family. How do you get that across? It's meat. Where were you? I guess it's you cooked, can, right? They never asked just, me if I had anything to. I guess you can't bring it in, but you can bring it out. I don't know. Where were you? It's the Quiet Water Symposium. Uh, you bring any alcohol back? Nope. All right, have a safe drive. <laughs> There's no questions about meat, so I didn't offer any. <laughs> but mind you. When I rolled that window down, how he didn't smell it, I don't know. Because <laughs> I stopped at a Tim Hortons, went in for a coffee, came back out, and just started drooling the minute I hopped in my truck. Powerful, eh? Oh, it was good. Yeah, I did not touch any of it on the way home. I left it all in the containers. and <laughs> oh. So, yeah, so that was, a, that was a good day. It really was. Uh, long day. It was 23 and a half hours worth of a day. And uh, almost 1,100 kilometers of driving, but uh, (laughs) you know what? I enjoy that. I really enjoyed that. I'd have been falling asleep at the wheel. Nah, not me. Now you stop and you have a a tinkle and a keg of coffee and (laughs) sniff sniff the the ribs and the the brisket and the pulled pork and, (laughs) oh yeah. No, I was home uh, just after midnight, I guess. Yeah, into bed by 1.30. Yeah, so I got up at 2, my alarm went off at 2 in the morning and then I was in bed by 1 30 in the morning so <laughs> it's a good day it was a good day so what else have you been researching this week you came across a dating site i did it's it's interesting it wasn't it initially when i saw it i thought oh hey that's kind of interesting but it's not exactly what i first thought well you just said it was a dating site and i'm thinking yeah. dude well and that's what they're calling it so this is uh it's patagonia you know the outdoor company they started up a, and, and they actually call it their dating site, but it's not exactly a dating site. <laughs> so what You're it is. You're not hooking up with people. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. You, sort they, of. I guess you could use it for that. Yeah, but, yeah. but anyways, this here dating site, it's, uh, it's more geared towards activism, 
and helping out groups if there's if you want let's say uh environmental say, stuff let's say you are you know, these groups and i know in groups in ontario they do the spring cleanup so river cleanup the oh yeah, yeah. cleanup so you can walk the beaches pick up garbage you clean up all the 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 uh parks areas and stuff like that so there's uh i can't remember what they call them though it's like uh it's like uh River Day or River Cleanup. Oh yeah, though like the the river cleanup days yeah. and the water so cleanup. If you days. want to do a river cleanup day, and I, I know there's various groups around here that do that, or let's say for example, you are running uh, 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 Friends of Algonquin or Friends of Rouge Valley, mm-hmm. so you can post your uh, your group on the Patagonia site. They'll check you out. If they prove you, you get on their uh, their Patagonia dating site, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and so like-minded people like say. Let's say in the spring, Sean, you want to, hey, uh, we'll get together, we're paddling a vegetarian, hey, let's get together and uh, just do some river cleanup. Let's see who can help out. So if you're interested in doing this, if you're interested in helping out friends of whatever park or, or river cleanup, you go to the Patagonia, the uh, Patagonia website, and it's called Patagonia Action Works. And so what they're doing is they also, you, you can find out the details of who you want to help out because sometimes it's hard to determine who's valid who's not valid who's yeah. whatever and, and so this is this is all official all in the up and up and Patagonia is foot in the bill right awesome it's, it's part of the thing they do for the environment part of the thing that they do for no I gotta the, think there's two ends of the spectrum on this there is two ends of the spectrum so you want to help out a local group you can do that which is what we'd be looking or at doing. if you want to join a picket line for like bears ears national park to make sure it stays a park whatever then right. you can start you can go picketing if you want to go to san francisco and and um if there's a whatever if they're gonna put windmills off the shore or something right that you can protest that so anybody can put up a group or whatever and again patagonia has to approve it but if it gets approved then you can just go to patagonia and see who you want to help out with your spare time and you can check what's happening in your area as yes, well you just put in exactly. your town so and- uh, when when we went onto the website earlier it clicks uh it you, the patagonia website asks to see it you know that that geolocate thing so it wants to geolocate you so it geolocated us and then it found any groups that were local to us and the closest one that we found was uh the friends of rouge river river rouge valley rouge Rouge valley Valley. friends of rouge valley so if you want to help out the friends of rouge Rouge valley in toronto then you can join their group and help them help them and what it is it's it's uh education cleanup preservation stuff like that so it's it's not anything reactionary you're not going to be picketing people it's just to protect the Rouge yeah. Valley yeah so I think this is a fantastic thing and again originally I thought it was an actual dating website and, and they joke about it they go this is our this is our outdoors dating website well that's why when you said it I'm thinking yeah. oh so if you're into canoeing it'll hook you up with other people that are yeah. into the canoeing yeah. So you can get a group together or so something like that. Technically, or... it would still kind of work that way, but <laughs> hey, baby, let's well, say we go on down to Bears Ears and you <laughs> and know pick it, pick it. <laughs> let's go to the Rouge Valley and pick up garbage. All right, nice first giggity, date. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to keep an eye on that and see how it works yeah. out. So I found it was it was interesting both perspectives. I thought it was interesting what I thought it was, and I find it even more interesting now what it actually is. So that's Patagonia Action Works, and you'll find it on the uh, Patagonia website, so patagonia.com, and uh, it, it's it's all there. It's it's very interesting. They have a YouTube video that introduces it, and talks about it, and talks about you know protecting in the planet and paying it forward for na- all the generations to come, so that everybody can enjoy the outdoors. It's it's one of these, and you know Patagonia has been doing this for years. Like they've. Uh, uh, I was reading some details. They estimate that the, on outdoor things and sponsoring people for education, sponsoring people for outdoor initiatives, they spent over their lifetime, over Patagonia's lifetime, about $90 million. Wow. So that's they're putting a lot of money back into the planet, putting a lot of money into educating people and helping people get educated. So it, well, we educate people. We do, and we do it for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now that sounds pretty cool. I, it is. I think that's it is. Uh, a lot of people could uh, look at that and 
you know, because I know there's people that are saying, man, I'd like to help out in the area and just don't know where to go. Who can I help? Who needs yeah. help? Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, you know, that's another thing. It's like with a lot of these, like, for example, Rouge Valley, until tonight, I never knew Friends of Rouge Valley existed. Now I know. So that's another thing about, it's it's about having your voice carried across various medias, right? Mm-hmm. And so now the Rouge Valley is on the Patagonia website. So it gives them a bigger profile. So if you have an outdoors group, if you are like the friends of Algonquin, if you're the, the friends of uh, the Ajax waterfront and, or yeah. whatever, right? Then you can get on there and and uh, it, it opens up the, your profile and gives you a little bit more coverage for whatever... Outdoor action that you're trying to, you know, outdoor do, park yeah. or whatever that you want to preserve. That's awesome. Um, one thing that we're trying to do is sell tickets. Oh yes, let's not forget that. And so that's coming up, people. That's coming that's in up pretty a couple quick. of weeks, eh? So uh, there's uh, got to get these tickets sold. There's uh, we're selling quite a few already. Paddling Film Festival. We want to sell some more. We'd like to fill the house. We would. Uh, yeah, so we're hosting the Paddling Film Festival. I know we mentioned it, but we've never really actually just talked about it. Yep. Uh, we had it last year. Um, we had to turn a few people away because uh, it was just getting too packed. Um, it was the real Paddling Film Festival, and they've taken the reel off this yes. year. So they sort of rebranding they've, things because yeah, they paddled magazine exactly. and all that sort of they stuff. They cleaned right? up the name. Yeah. So Paddling Film Festival on Tuesday, March 20th in Ajax, Ontario. Uh, it's also known as Pickering Village. It's yes. near It's near Church Street on Kingston Road, Highway 2. It's not two. far from the 401. No. Uh, doors open at 6.30. We're trying to get films starting by 7. We try to get as many in as we can. And um, there's not a bad seat in the house. No. No, there, we're talking 14-foot, six 14-foot yeah. TVs. Yes. It lines two walls. These are massive. We're going to go take some video. Maybe tomorrow night we should go take some video. Yeah, we could do that. We'll take some video of it and post it. It is crazy. It is such a nice place. And I didn't even know this place existed. Yeah. And when you walk in there, it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you walk downstairs and you walk into this room and you're just like, wow. On game nights, like for... Oh, the for Leafs any, and the Jays any... and the Raptors, man. Like, oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, they host... Uh, there's bands there oh, yeah, all the they time. they have uh, r- uh, rock... Uh... Rock bands and yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, incredible. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can get your t- your tickets at eventbrite.com. Uh, there's links on our Facebook page and everything to yes. the, the uh, Eventbrite site. But if you go to eventbrite.com and just type in Paddling Film Festival uh, Ajax, it'll come right up. Tickets yep. are $15 and they are going. So you'll want to make sure you get yours. It was uh, a it was a good evening last year. Like we a lot of we had a lot of people in. We uh, we had what sixty or seventy people. Seventy people, yeah. And you know, I, there wasn't a person there that had a bad evening. It was a really good night. I had a lot of fun hosting it. Like me and Sean, we we ran a really good show. We had a lot of help, and it it was it was a really fun event. And what was nice about it, and what the feedback that we had was that people really enjoyed not just going and watching these uh, these paddling films, but you could you know have have some beer and wings you can have friends over it's like it's, it's an evening out beer and wings or have a full-on meal like so, so there's a full-on menu at this mm-hmm. place so you get to enjoy an evening in the pub with 14 foot tv screens paddling film paddling films you know of all types of all yeah they're covering all the genre of paddling anything that has a paddle or anything to do with water it's on there right so it's a really good night, and I enjoyed it last year, and I think it's going to even be better this year. It'll be a We'll larger... even have door prizes in that this year, too. Yes, we do. Yeah. So with the larger We're crowd... giving Derek away. <laughs> <laughs> win, your, free. win your own podcast host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's it's a really good location, and it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, especially it with the number of people we can put in there now. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a bigger venue. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some stuff on those screens. So yeah, let's let's head out tomorrow. We'll take some video of it. Yep. And we'll post it to Facebook. Absolutely, and uh, let people yep. take a peek at what we're talking about. Um, what else we got going here? Canadian National Parks. Oh yes. Uh, you know how Canada's hundred fiftieth yes. birthday. Everything was free for everybody. Yep. So last year, and it was the Canada one fifty thing. So yep. they did a big push, and like any national park event, like you have campgrounds and stuff, you still have to pay for. But any yeah. 
uh, national park, marine park, anything that has to, what is controlled federally was free. Everybody got in for free. And now, what so are they this doing? year they decided, you know what? Kids seventeen and under are will be free, free forever. That's By the sounds of it, they're saying awesome. it's going to be for good. Yeah. As of January first, two thousand eighteen, youth age seventeen and under have permanent free access to all federal parks historic sites, and marine conservation areas operated by Parks Canada. Forever! That's fantastic. It is. So, yeah, so when they had that, uh, the, the discovery pass for the 150th, said uh, millions of people took opportunity. Um, but the problem was that some parks were so busy they had to turn people away. And we found that out firsthand. Because when we were in the Rockies. Oh, yeah. Never even clued in. Like, yeah. Dude, it's going to be so busy because of the 150s. <laughs> like, well, you know, I've got to do what we got to do. Uh, there are some people saying that this may not be a good idea because now it's just going to keep promoting people to to yeah. go. And it's the scientists saying, you know what, places are going to get trampled and it's environmental uh, stuff. Yeah. So. And I suppose there are concerns, and I guess it's a valid concern. But let's look at the age group. The age group means that parents are going to be going with them. Mm-hmm. This is not, you know, twenty somethings that get to go free and they're going to run rampant drinking beer yeah. and no, it's like seventeen and under. So nine times out of ten, it'll be with a parent. It'll be a family vacation or something. Because what like seventeen that for year old in the first place is going to go and visit yeah. a national park, right? Yeah. So yeah. there, there's, there's going to be supervision. Yeah. So camping, backcountry accommodations, access to Canadian Rockies, hot springs, guided tours, hikes, yeah. firewood, moorings, and overnight use of backcountry, among other things still got to pay for in conjunction with the free admissions investment of 1.3 billion dollars to conserve and protect canadian waters land and biodiversity well mm-hmm. so lots happening buddy lots <laughs> happening um listen let's take a break here but we're going to break i want to play off of jerry vandiver's new album I'm going to play a song. And what's it called? It's called She's in a Kayak. Beauty. So we'll, we'll play this. We'll do a couple of commercials and we'll be right back. About time 
for me to quit while I'm behind Cause I'm a little bit rattled and she's got twice the paddle Just keeping up is half the battle But I know what to do She's in a kayak Yeah, she's in a kayak And I am too Hi, this is Derek Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. Welcome back. Uh, that, again, that was uh, Jerry Vandiver from his new album, Paddle On. It's called She's in a Kayak. Check it out, buy it, help support uh, Paddling Songwriter. Um, we're going to talk pack rafts. We've talked pack rafting before. We have. We it thought was, it was a pretty cool thing. Yeah, we, uh, we covered, it was an Alaska coastal trip, right? Yeah, they were, they were, they were going up through the... the Throwing everything on yeah. their little things, heading so up into the backcountry, and bicycles on the raft, and raft on the bicycle, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll mix and match. Mm-hmm. Rogue pack raft rolls to the size of a roll of paper towels. Mm-hmm. Deflated? That's tiny. That's tiny. That's that so like, tiny. Yeah. Uh, Coca Pelli. They put out the Rogue. It's a Kickstarter, which is right up your alley. Yep, absolutely. Kevlar reinforced floor weighs under five pounds in its light configuration. There's the Rogue and there's the Rogue light. Yeah. Uh, it's a one-person inflatable pack raft designed for use even in fast rivers and streams. Exceptionally durable, packs small, and opens doors that were once uh, locked by terrain and limitations of gear. Exactly. So basically what they're saying there is if you, you know, typically you hit a portage, throw the canoe on your back, you walk across the portage, but some locations you have to do some climbing or you might have to rappel down, back down to the river and there might be a a huge waterfall. So it's not easy or safe to take a normal canoe or kayak, even and and some of these, some, you know, you can have a pack kayak, but they're still heavy and bulky. This thing rolls down to the size of a roll of paper towel. And so look how easy that is. If you have to leave the river and get over some sort of obstacle, you're not trying to haul a 60-pound canoe or... It's like the size... I mean, that's smaller than one of my uh, sleeping bags. Exactly. All rolled up. You know, exactly. you know if you look yeah. at uh, my thermorest, when it rolls up... Yeah, exactly. It's about that size. I mean, yeah. it's like, wow. And, and what's the weight? It's like five pounds? Four, yeah, uh... Two models, the Rogue and the Rogue Light. Yeah. The Rogue Light is 85 by 37 inches, weighs 4.9 pounds. <laughs> That's nothing. Yeah, we'll sell for about 825 bucks. I portage a five-pound <laughs> pack raft. <laughs> yeah. It's one person. <laughs> Too easy. Right? Yes. Uh, diamond ripstop seat, Kevlar and V-tape reinforced floor, Leafield D7 valve for inflation and deflation. Both models come with an inflation bag instead of a pump perfect so i mean yeah yeah that's really cool it's hard to go around with an inflation bag uh the rogue the the bigger model there or the sorry the better model because they're both the same you know one person size there yeah adds a spray skirt kayak style back band and two extra d-rings so there's six instead of four it weighs seven and a half pounds and is 90 inches long 
will sell for about one thousand fifty bucks. Uh, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> these an are extra, not an extra five inches long. These are not unreasonable prices. No, as far as pack graphs go, this is a is it's actually a very very decent price. Now, if you get in on their um, Kickstarter here, I know the light you'll save a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah, and the the uh, the the non-light the rogue you'll save a hundred bucks as well uh, if you get it now, and they're due to ship April. Yes, yeah. Which and is... so, and you know, anybody who has done a Kickstarter, you know that there's some there's some risks with Kickstarter, but this is a Kickstarter by an actual pack raft company. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying a different route. It it helps with advertising. It helps get your name out there. So this is a professional pack raft manufacturing company. It's not like Bob's Garage. Yeah, exactly. So there's some there's some cachet in that. There's some they've got some weight behind their name. They've got some weight behind their product. They have reliable products previously, so they're just trying this model through Kickstarter. So and you get a discount, it's cheaper. They you know, they didn't have to spend money on advertising. They have to spend money on all that distribution. They're just shipping it out directly to you from the factory. So there, there's a reason why they can sell it a little bit cheaper is because there, there's a lot of head uh, overhead that's gone on this. So in the, the, as far as Kickstarter goes, the Kickstarter is a reliable website company. So it's, I, 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 I put some, a lot of weight in this. This is, it seems like a really good product. Well, they were looking for almost $39,000. They're just over 94000 And there's four days to go. Mm-hmm. So anybody who uh, saves up their, uh, <laughs> saves saves up their podcast for listening for later. You're you, you're gonna miss this. You're gonna miss. But yeah, anybody, yeah. all the, I I know there's a lot of people that uh, wait for Thursday morning for us to release these episodes. You're gonna have three days to go. Mm-hmm. So this is if anybody's looking at pack graphs, this is something to look at. And even still, if if once the Kickstarter closes, they're gonna sell this right from their factory or from uh, from distributors and stuff like that. So it's uh it's it's a good pack raft. Yeah, and it look it definitely looks like it. and yeah, five pounds or seven and a half pounds. That's yeah, not not that bad at that's all. That's awesome. So definitely uh, be looking at that. Now you know where you could take one of these rogues. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you could take this to the lost world, Mexico's forgotten river. <laughs> uh, I came upon this one because we did our um, uh, little episode around the world few, few no no not the around the world one oh. the north america one if oh. you go anywhere in north go america anywhere, no expenses at all yeah and you paid. stuck to north america you stuck to canada mostly i did and i, I went right home. down to mexico yeah, you went hog wild um and there was stuff down there i thought would be really cool to to see i came across this this article about these guys these two guys they met up down in mexico and specifically to do this quick trip they wouldn't yep. didn't have a lot of time their goal was to do this river. Yeah. Uh, this actually is the far farther south than where I had said I wanted to go. Okay. But same sort of, you know, same sort of uh, scenery and whatnot. Um, a lot more whitewater, that, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is bordering on, um, oh, what did I just say? Gua- Guatemala. So it's that far south in, in Mexico. So what's the name of the river? Uh, La Venta. La Venta. He calls La it the Venta. Lost World, and yep. he does. It's a hundred hour, hundred hours of paddling. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a quick trip. It's you know obviously it's only like a four day yeah thing so that it, they do. It's hundred hours, but it's not. Uh, I, I don't think he includes the sleeping time in that, does he? That's a hundred hours on the water. Uh, no, I just think it's from when they start to when they okay. finish. Right. Okay. So yeah, they they ended up in Mexico City. They flew on down to the to. Uh, Chiapas, um, the end of the rainy season, the average temperatures were high seventies to low fifties at night. Yeah. And so, yeah, they, they were going to descend the La Venta river. Their route would start just below, oh, Agua, Aguacero waterfall. <laughs> yeah. It's the, <laughs> I'm butchering names, I'm sure. And weave its way to Nezaholicoidal Lake. Don't ask me to repeat that. <laughs> Starts with an N. Uh, more than a thousand feet of drop <laughs> over fifty mile descent, and that late in the season, it's only navigable 
by Packraft. Exactly. Which would be perfect to test out one of these rogues. Exactly. Right? I wouldn't take the rogue light. I'd take the rogue because, you know, the extra five inches. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This is this is sort of like along the Nepal trip we were talking. Yes. You fly in, you do it, you're out. Yes, exactly. You know, like yeah. like over a weekend sort of thing, four days or whatever. So, yeah, they packed very light. Uh, he says to, to keep themselves agile, knowing the river was riddled with technical white water and portages closer to rock climbing than on-trail hiking. Uh, the locals call it the Sacred Canyon, in part because it's still hidden. Okay, yes. Right? Yes. So I wonder if that's where the, the Forgotten River and the, the Lost, Lost World, World all, yeah. all comes from. And so besides, they, they had some rough numbers and some pixelated images from Google Earth, but there really wasn't much on the internet about the river. Yeah. Right? So there was a guide down there who supplied them with these simple maps and, you know, gave them some tips and hints about the, the, the rapids and what they're going to encounter on the route and stuff like that. And so they were not totally blind going in, but pretty close too. Mm-hmm. So now they get down there, there's a gated entrance uh, at this waterfall, and there was a young ranger there who said, and there's a bunch of landslides that just happened due to this 8.2 magnitude earthquake. Oh yeah, that was just last right? fall. In September. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there was notable wreckage across the area, he says, and he, that the river hadn't been paddled since the quake. Oh. And could be completely changed and possibly dangerous. So it's a good thing you had a pack raft. So their maps became loose guides. Yes. Right? That's what he says. It became loose, downgraded to loose guidelines. <laughs> So when they were actually hiking down to the water, the entire beach was covered in rocks and debris. That was the first sign of the damage the earthquake had done, right? So, um, so yeah, they, they had the alpaca narwhal, um, pack rafts. Mm -hmm. So they paddled for a few hours, a handful of rapids, and they were away from civilization entirely. It sounds like a very remote area. Three days, they didn't see or hear another soul. <laughs> well. Now, the Leventa says is unrelenting with surreal beauty and visceral rawness. Massive white walls climb hundreds of feet above the river. Lush green canopies dangle vines down to the water. Rain and mist dance through the valley. So, that's, <laughs> sounds, that sounds exactly like the place I was talking about going. Sounds awesome. Right? Just farther south. Yeah. Uh, whitewater sets one right after another. So if you're into whitewater paddling, this sounds like an ideal yeah. spot yeah. to go, right? Hours of eddy, eddy hopping, wave surfing, waterfalls pouring from the rock itself. Towering caves, clambering monkeys, birds of all colors and sizes. And he makes a comment about avatar jokes finally seem real to me. <laughs> <laughs> Crux of the river sits just past halfway. Two heinous portages and a must-run class four called Complicado. 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 Parties must navigate the fast-flowing boulder field laden with nasty holes and strainers. Steep cliff walls on both sides give no other option. So if you decide, you know what, I'm not going to do the class four, well, yeah, you got no choice. Yeah, it's yeah. just, you're limited. Your choices yeah. are limited. Especially in a pack raft. Yeah, I'd be a little bit more nervous about that. Yeah. But, but at least it's fully inflated, and as long as you don't get it punctured. Well, when they got through it all, he says, looking back, there were probably over 100 unique rapids. Wow. That's a lot <laughs> of white water. Yeah, that is. I, I don't know. I think after, if I was that into white water, like, you'd be getting, okay, I just need a break from this for a few minutes. Yeah. A little bit of flat, yeah. please. But, uh, yeah. Um, fourth morning, they found their way down to the river delta, paddled their final 10 kilometers across the lake to a small boat access only town. They took a ferry from there across the rest of the lake, a taxi to the town center, a bus back to Tuxtla. Planes, trains, and homes. Yeah, and then a taxi (laughs) to the hotel, and that just sort of, that was the entire day. And then he says, my advice for all searching for solitude and comfortable paddling class three plus water, go now and paddle with care and respect. So it sounds like they had a blast. That's that sounds like an awesome trip. Like just the remoteness and the privacy and you know, it's ah. Oh. 
I'd love well, to do you know what? Like it's it's not something that you get to paddle. And like I say, this is where I was looking at when I do my research was northeast um, portion of Mexico. Yeah. And this is like the far south of Mexico, yeah. just south of the Yucatan Peninsula and all that. So, um, wow. You know, and you see some of the old ruins and stuff like that that are there and the waterfall, just the beauty of it all. And when you're talking about things, you know, reference to Avatar. Yeah. You can only imagine what it's going to I know, like it really kind of draws there, a right? picture in your mind, and eh? Nobody around, nobody yeah. to see you, that whole thing. That's just awesome. Huh. So, anyway, so if you get a rogue pack raft from, from uh, Cocopelli and you want to head to Mexico, there you go, buddy. <laughs> you there got you it go. made. <laughs> so you got it made. Anyway, that's about time for uh, this week's show. Um, again, Jerry Vandiver, check out his stuff. You can listen a little bit of on iTunes before you buy it. And uh, he's got a lot of good stuff there. This is his fourth album and uh, some pretty good stuff. Uh, check him out and buy his CDs and support him. Thank you. Uh, for us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find our episodes on iTunes, Google, Pay, uh, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>